Welcome to the Socket Podcast. Socket helps you plug into you and unplug from things that no longer serve you. Find your voice and self-esteem while learning to say no and set boundaries when needed. Your host, Kathy Suber, is an entrepreneur and mom of two with a life lens of happiness. If living a life of authenticity, kindness, and confidence is something you are looking for, get ready to plug in. We are glad that you are here. Good morning. Well, at least it's morning for me. Um, bringing you another uh, pajama early morning uh, podcast taping. I thought since I woke up super early and I was thinking about sleep and how important it is that I would do an episode on sleep. Um, I came down to my studio. I woke up probably around 4.15. Um, that being said, the time change just happened recently. And we're like ready for bed by eight. We look at each other. We're like, oh my God, <laughs> what time is it? I posted a meme on my uh, personal uh, Facebook page and and it was like, what time is it? What time is it? Is it midnight? And the dad's like, no, it's 527 PM. Um, I'm not sure where you're listening from, but we are in the Chicagoland area and literally by 445, it's dark out. Um, <clears throat> I feel for you, Alaska. I think you've got, you go through months of darkness. I don't think I could do that. I would have to build a whole room of like a sunroom, like a light therapy room that I would just stick myself in and stay there for a really long time. So <clears throat> I got up and I thought I'd do a little research on sleep and, um, you know, it doesn't seem like sleep should be all that complicated, but wow, there's so much that goes into it and so many things that can help it or prevent it, make it better, make it worse. So I thought I'd go over some of those things and even give you some tips um, from a chiropractic standpoint that can help with the ergonomics of sleep, which can decrease pain and um, stress and things like that. So I... Uh, most people know you need a really nice chunk of sleep each day. Uh, for adults, it changes during during your years. You know, when you're a little teeny tiny baby, you can need as much as 15 to 17 hours of sleep. Um, a teenager can need, you know, eight to 10, even 11 hours of sleep. And for most adults, they say that seven to nine hours is the appropriate amount of sleep. For myself, I know that I function way better if I'm in that eight to nine hour range. Um, if I go a number of days with just having six, seven hours of sleep, I, I start feeling it. Um, and as I've gotten older and as I've gotten further along in my career, I have done almost everything I can to create a schedule for myself that does not allow, does not make me have to get up um, at six, seven in the morning. Now, many times I get up at six, seven in the morning, I come downstairs and I have coffee and I'm working sometimes almost immediately, but it's on my time, my timetable. And I know not everyone has that luxury. So I, um, I definitely um, have gratitude for the fact that um, as someone that owns their own businesses, that I'm able to create a schedule that that works best for my body. Um, if I had to get up at seven every day, I would adjust and I'd figure it out. But um, sometimes I get a little too much in my head. Like if I go to bed at 1030 and I know I need to wake up at 630, I'm like, all right, if I fall asleep right now, I have eight hours of sleep and then I can't fall asleep. And then it's 11. I'm like, all right, seven and a half. That's still good. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, 
1145 because I can't sleep. And I'm like, all right, if I fall asleep by midnight, I still have six and a half. That's still okay. <laughs> so I'm sure some of you do that and uh, can uh, appreciate that. So one of the things about sleep is that this is the time that our body repairs itself. Think about how much we use our body for and how incredible the body is. You know, if you have been a student of the body in any way, shape or form, as a chiropractor, I certainly um, have studied every single function and every, well, not every function, but every part of the body in depth. And the more you get into it and the deeper you get into the cellular level and brain and nervous system function, I mean, it is freaking amazing. It is amazing. So during sleep, our bodies restore and help repair our immune system, our nervous system, our skeletal system, and our muscular system. So if you're not getting enough sleep, you are, you are going to have problems with some of those systems. Um, and those systems make up basically all of life. Um, and I know that the more sleep I get, the better my body feels. I don't feel as sore. Um, I just have more energy. My mood is better. So I'm a big proponent of making sure that you're getting enough sleep. Um, I was looking up REM, you know, you hear REM. When you think of sleep, you know, there's REM um, periods of it. So it stands for rapid eye movements. And it's funny in children that can be up to 50% of their sleep, but in adults, it's only like 20 to 25% of their sleep. And this is many times where dreams happen. And I don't know about you, but I get some weird, weird dreams. Um, sometimes it's like, if I'm watching a TV show or something like somehow it'll kind of feel like that TV show, but it's people that I know in it. And that's why I can't watch scary movies because it gives me nightmares. And it like the nightmares will then include my children or something like that. I'm like, I just can't do it. Um, the other night I um, dreamt for a very long time. I must've been in Ari Sleem longer than 25% because it felt like I was dreamt this all night. I dreamt that I was starting to date Channing Tatum. And so I came downstairs. Jason was already awake. I'm like, I have some bad news. And he looked at me, he goes, what's wrong? I go, I think I started to date Channing Tatum last night. And he laughed louder than I thought he should. But <laughs> so now every once in a while, he'd be like, do you think Channing would do that? Do you think Channing would buy you a president at Costco? So anyway, it's become a little joke of ours. Um, I'm not even really into Channing Tatum. I mean, Channing, if you're listening to this, first call me. That'd be really cool to know that you were listening to this, but um, I don't know. He's so ripped and I am not a little person. And so I kind of need a little bit of a dad bod. That's my go-to, just a little bit of a dad bod. It makes me feel a little more comfortable. <laughs> so first I want to talk about some of the things that can decrease and interrupt our sleep. And one of the things that not a lot of people might know is that sugar eating sugar can really affect the quality of your sleep. It can decrease how deeply we sleep. It can cause some more restlessness. Um, it also, because people that eat a lot of sugar tend to have um, blood sugar kind of spikes and you know dips and highs and lows, it can cause people to eat a little bit later in the day, which stimulates your body. And what I learned from my research this morning at 5.15 in the morning was that it uses up magnesium and magnesium is needed for sleep. Huh, didn't know that. Another thing that can affect your sleep is alcohol. Um, alcohol, while it doesn't have 
much sugar in most of it. A lot of mixers will have sugar depending on it. Uh, and some wines are gonna have some sugar. Um, it can kind of, you know, if you have a couple glasses of wine or you have a couple drinks, sure, sure it's easier to fall asleep, but it can cause you to not get into some of those deeper sleeps. It can cause some insomnia and it also can increase sleep apnea. Um, so overall, I, I feel like alcohol and sugar kind of work in the same way, even if their processes are different within our bodies that just disrupt sleep and don't, don't allow you to get deeper into that sleep cycle. Um, another thing is not enough exercise. Our human bodies were not meant to sit at a desk all day and then just sit on a couch. And unfortunately, especially in our American lifestyle, um, a lot of us work our butts off a lot. <laughs> and that working our butts off requires sitting on our butts most of the day. And so our body is meant for movement. Our body is meant for physical activity on the daily. Um, and when I talk to patients, sometimes they'll say, I don't understand why, like, you know, I still have this kind of neck and shoulder issue or this low back discomfort. And I'll look at them and say, how many hours do you sit in a chair and hunch over a computer? And sometimes it's eight, nine, 10 hours a day. And our, our human bodies are just not made to do that. It puts strain and stress on, on the body. Um, and so I tell them that what our bodies really want is to be back in like hunting and gathering days where, you know, people are out hunting for food all day long and they're, you know, walking all day long and caring and using their muscles and going and getting water. And um, again, that kind of ongoing daily movement. When you're not getting enough uh, or when you're not getting enough exercise, um, it can increase your stress levels because exercise is a huge stress reliever. Um, it can, what did I put here? I can't read my own writing. So I, I don't know what that part is. Sorry, you know, you're not going to know that. Um, it could also cause some restless leg syndrome. I know Jason just had knee surgery and for a period of time, he couldn't walk or do exercise really at all. And he um, said that for the first time, his legs felt jumpy at night. And I thought, well, that's probably because you're not moving. It's like your body wanting you to move. So I'm going to make your legs move one way or another. Um, so I just thought that was interesting. With stress, I mean, man, so many of us are under stress right now. And it's so easy to allow the the daily stressors and the things we're worried about to kind of create a loop in our brain and just keep going and going and going and going and going and not, not allowing our body to calm, calm ourselves down. Stress also causes kind of a fight or flight um, reaction in our body where our sympathetic nervous system is just elevated um, and that can affect sleep as well. Um, when you don't get enough sleep, it also increases the stress hormone. So if you have stress and you're not able to sleep and then you don't sleep and it increases stress and then it helps you not sleep, it's just this huge kind of vicious cycle that, that can, then can go on and on and on. So, you know, if you're having, going through a lot of stress and there's lots of things you can do. And some of those things I'm gonna talk about in the how to get better sleep category. Another thing that stress can do is it, it can um, increase 
tension in your jaw and grinding your teeth, which can lead to dental issues, can lead to headaches. Um, it can lead to spinal issues. I mean, I know, again, as a chiropractor, I do a cranial adjustment that's done inside the mouth. And for a lot of people, it helps TMJ. It helps, some people say they stop snoring, they, you know, they stop grinding their teeth. And I think, every, you know, every little part of the body Sometimes it seems so segmented, right? Like, all right, the jaw is this and your teeth are one thing, but pressure in the teeth can cause pressure in the venous system of the brain. I mean, there's so many things that are connected um, that a problem in one area can translate to problems in other areas. Take a sip of my coffee. Um, okay, so now I'm trying to trying to help um, come up. I was trying to come up with a list of what what are the things that do help sleep? I get asked a lot about beds and pillows. Who? It's such a difficult thing to recommend us one certain bed or one certain pillow because everyone's body style, their weight, their their structure of their body, their curves of their bodies are so different. So it really is an individual um, kind of assessment and fit. For myself, I use a um, kind of a memory foam pillow that has kind of a, a hump, like a little bump and then a depression and then a smaller bump. So I can either have kind of a nice thick um, curvature underneath my neck and then my back of my head can be a little bit lower because that part is lower. And then if I, um, if I turn on my side, then I can always, if I want, switch the pillow so that that bump isn't as big and I'm able to have nice support on my head. So one of the things you want to look at, maybe you have someone in your life that can help you, is when you're laying on your back or you're laying on your side, your spine should be symmetrical. So from the cervicals to the thoracics, you should be able to draw a straight line. Too many people have pillows that are too thin because they're like million years old, or they're just too thin to begin with. And, and you're like this, right? Your, your hand, your head is angled to one side. Well, if you make that pillow too thick, it goes the opposite way. So if you have any angle and it's not symmetrical, it's not a straight line, you're going to be causing stress on one side more than the other, which can lead to imbalance, which will mean you're going to have to call me and come in and get an adjustment. Um, for the bed, you know, I have patients that love, love, love some of the um, branded beds, right? The Tempur-Pedic, the Sleep Number. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of some kind of uh, combination of spring and memory foam. Um, a, mem a full memory foam mattress, for whatever reason, makes me feel really hot. Um, and I haven't found one that's all memory foam that I've enjoyed. Again, I have people that have had back pain for 20 years and go out and get one of these beds and they love it and all their back pain goes away. So it's very individualized. It's, again, it's very difficult to just have a blanket recommendation. But I like a more firm mattress with a little bit of a pillow top or something a little softer on top. The mattress we got recently, I think we got it at Mattress Firm. There's like 17 mattress firms in Naperville, I think. It's kind of a, an ongoing joke. <laughs> They're just, they just have a lot of locations. Um, but anyway, we got one that I think it's a Sealy and it was a little too firm for me. It, I was trying to get a little bit firmer of a mattress. It was a little too firm, but I, I literally got a $50 egg crate 
egg topper thing, whatever you call it, and put it on top. And that was enough to just put a little more softness in it. Um, and, and I love our bed. It's super, super comfortable. Um, so I looked up, I also looked up what temperature is good for sleep. And so what the recommendation is, is that 65 degrees is actually the optimum temperature for sleep. The, the ranges were 60 to 67. Once you get a lot warmer than that or colder than that, it's going, it can affect um, the quality of your sleep. Um, you know, daily exercise. They tend to recommend exercise in the morning or the afternoon because at night, it can stimulate people for, you know, for some people. Um, I certainly have gone through phases where I've worked out at night. And for me, it did not do that. It helped. In my opinion, if the only time that you have to work out is after dinner, go for it. Because <laughs> the other option is you're going to be sitting on the couch watching Netflix like I usually do, um, you know, maybe having a glass, glass of something and um, eating. What was last night we were eating? Oh, Jason went to Costco and we ate some sort of pretzels with white chocolate and um, peppermint on it because it's getting slightly closer to Christmas. Oh, they were delicious. I only had six of them. They're little. So, God, that was good. Anyway, um, decreasing stress. Um, you know, if you are living your life in a high stress situation, you know, I'm not going to tackle all these things on a sleep podcast, but there are tons of things that you can do to help reduce those stress levels. And sometimes there's large life decisions that you need to make to get yourself out of certain relationships, maybe leaving a certain job, finding a different job, um, lot standing up for yourself. There's lots of things. I'll do another podcast on stress at some point. Um, one of the things that's really, really helped me has been meditation. Um, I kind of tried for, you know, off and on for a few years to meditate. I would lay down, I'd go, I'm going to meditate and I'd breathe. And I, I don't know, I didn't really exactly know what, what to do. So I found that a couple of apps on my phone, um, Calm is one of them. And then Breathe is the one that I tend to use. Um, and so, oh my goodness, I just, I just love it. I think I pay for the version. I think it's like $12 a month or something like that. And in my world, $12 a month, I can spend pretty quickly. So um, I figured for increased sleep and meditative um, uh, help, that seems to be a very fair price for this. But it has things like, I'm showing you on the screen if you're watching on YouTube, um, ocean waves. Like sometimes I'll just leave that on at night so that we're listening to crashing oceans. Um, it has, let's go back to me, library. library. It, it allows you to pick from like meditations, sleep ones, music and sounds, well-being. Pick, you can pick by author. Um, and it allows you to create goals for yourself. So I have goals that are, fall asleep, lose weight, achieve success, get healthier, overcome cravings, manifest abundance, develop creativity, improve focus, deal with stress, live in joy, find purpose, relax, and letting go. So if I say, hmm, I kind of want to, I want to go to sleep thinking about finding my purpose, I click on that and it comes up with all these different options. Um, another thing, and I don't, I can't, speak 100% intellectually about this, but as you're falling asleep, I think you go into something, something, there's something about theta waves. My best friend, Emily, knows a lot more about this than I do. 
because she's way smarter than me, which is why I like to hang out with her. Um, but theta waves, it's, it, there's a, there's a period of your brain function that allows things that you're hearing to go into your subconscious a little deeper in there. They can dig in deep like little worms. Um, and so if you're putting good things into your brain during that time, um, it can be helpful for lots of things. And I'll do a little more research on that because that'd be another interesting topic. And then the last thing I found in my little research early this morning was that sleeping naked is good for you. Now, I'm not a big sleep naked person. I need at least a little bit of something on. Um, but sleeping naked increases circulation, which is good for your heart and for your muscles. So if you're if you sleep naked, that's better. It's healthier for you. I didn't know that. Um, so. All right. So all of that was that come down to. I see so many people in my practice that I know would feel so much better if they got more sleep. Some of it is carving out that time. Some of it is just getting off of social media, making yourself go to bed a half an hour early and then get used to that and make yourself go to bed another half an hour early. For many of you, just getting one more hour of sleep per day would be so helpful in not only how your body functions, but how your hormones function, how your stress is. Um, and that vicious cycle of stress and sleep and stress and sleep being a negative, more sleep can decrease those things. And that snowball can go in the opposite direction and be a positive cycle. So I really encourage you to, to plug into sleep. Um, if you're not getting enough sleep, find ways that you can. I know when you went, I mean, if you have a brand new baby, Dr. Claire, sorry, you're not getting, there's no way you're getting nine hours of, of consistent sleep right now. So if you're a new mom, a new dad, uh, there's so many times in your life where you really aren't able to get that sleep. But if you, if you need more sleep, you need to find a way to get it because like I said, it's so important and it feels so good. Do you know when you're in bed and you get like all your pillows and all, everything's just all in the perfect arrangement. Oh, I forgot to tell you something. Ergonomics during sleep. I totally forgot. So there are some really good ways to sleep and some really bad ways to sleep. So my favorite two positions are one on my back with that nice curve um, supporting my neck area. And then have like three or four pillows underneath. For my low back, if you have low back issues and you try to just sleep straight on the bed without a bend in your knees, without pillows under your knees, it actually curves up the lumbar spine too much and can cause extra strain on the low back. So many times patients come in, I have all this low back pain. We have them put a pillow, a big pillow underneath their knees, and that helps quite a bit along with the treatment that we do. Um, so a pillow right underneath your knees and kind of a nice size pillow so that your knees are elevated quite a bit. Now for me, I, I like to have even some thinner pillows after that. So I'm very complicated when we go to hotels. I'm like, can you send up three more pillows? Cause I'm going to need them. Um, and then on my side or on your side is another good uh, position. Again, you want the, your head supported by that pillow so that your, um, cervical spine and thoracic spine and lumbar spine are all in alignment and in one line. Um, and then a, a pillow between your knees again, takes stress off the low back. Um, if you look at anatomy, 
anatomical position for your body and you look at someone standing in that position, their you know, hips are, are as wide as they are and then their knees have a space in between them. So when you're sleeping on your side, if you don't put a pillow, you're bringing your knees together, which is gonna put stress on the SI joints um, and the low back. So those are my little tips for ergonomics. The one position you should not sleep in is on your stomach, because if you sleep on your stomach, it's normally preferable to be breathing while you're sleeping. So you have to turn your head to one side. And when you turn your head to one side, I show people this on my um, spine and it's pretty profound. You turn your head to your side, one side, and you are stretching out one side of the cervical spine and you're tightening up the other side. And when I do that on my spine in my practice, you can actually see rotation of the spinal segments down to the mid lower thoracics. So you are affecting the entire, I mean, two thirds of the spinal, um, spinal segments and putting them in an imbalanced position. So whatever you can do to, whatever you can do to not sleep on your stomach, um, I highly recommend. All right. I think that's all I have for you today. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day, rest your week. I'm not sure when you're listening in, but um, also if you want to connect with me, my website is simplysocket.com. Uh, you can find us through those handles on Facebook and Instagram, YouTube, we're under Socket and I'm under Dr. Kathy Subber uh, if you go looking for me. So we have a great day and I will chat with you soon. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to the Socket Podcast. Looking for more gratitude, confidence, and happiness in your life? Check out our website, www.simplysocket.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Simply Socket. And remember, be unapologetically you. It's a waste of energy to be anything else.